two of the Habs Four, and we are finally back after a long two-month hiatus because the Canadians are also back. There is the golf tournament that just happened today. There's the prospect camp to talk about. Plenty to talk about. As always, follow us on Twitter at the Habs Forum and make sure to stay tuned until the end of the podcast because Dustin, right here, got some details about a very exciting giveaway. That's right. We're giving away a pair of tickets to the Laval Rocket home opener. So, uh, as Mario said, stay tuned till the end of this episode, and we'll tell you how you can uh, potentially win those. And if you don't stay tuned, well, too bad. You don't get to go see the Laval Rocket. So, go. that's uh, your loss. All right. So, let's get started. So, the prospect games uh, that happened uh, over over the weekend against uh, Winnipeg yesterday. Bit of a snooze fest. And against, uh, I'm blanking. Was it New Jersey? No, wait. The, no, it was against the Jets and the, the Senators the first night. The Senators. That's what it was. Senators. Yeah. Now, New Jersey is that they were playing preseason against them the first game of the year. So yeah, so yesterday the Winnipeg game was kind of a kind of boring. Nothing. It's weird to watch it without commentating. I don't know about you. Yeah, it it is pretty weird. I mean, obviously you're not getting the best quality either. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the pr- production value obviously wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't there. You, you still got to see the the players skate. I mean, the the obvious players. Looked good. I mean, not too many surprises. I mean, Suzuki and Paling definitely stand out as the two most NHL ready. I mean, the the, the biggest surprise that people are talking about uh, was uh, Rafael Harvey Pinal, who was a seventh round pick this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Seventh, uh, their first of two seventh rounders this year. Um, so I mean, even before the tournament even began, uh, Joel Bouchard had put him on the same line as Suzuki and Paling. So I mean, right off the bat, that was a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, he had a pretty good year last year in in junior, but he was also an overager, a seventh rounder. Obviously, you wouldn't necessarily be expecting him to be the guy that they put on the top line with the, with two of our future stars. It might be with the Canadians even this year, but um, yeah, he obviously. I mean, he showed he showed a lot of great potential. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what he can do this year. But is it not just a result of him being put in the perfect situation, playing with? The two, on any given night, maybe the two best players on the ice, you know? I mean, he still ran with it, and that's great. Yeah, well, but I like, mean... I mean, let's not have our expectations. This guy's <laughs> still a seventh-round overager, right? Yeah, I mean, it's still... It, it is the rookie showcase. I mean, we learned last year not to, uh, you know, to sort of take it with a grain of salt. Kokaniemi didn't look too good last year. That's true. Yeah, Kokaniemi, so, everyone was real worried about that big exactly. game yesterday, yeah. So, I mean, no, I mean year, yeah. yeah, you can't. You got to take it with a grain of, with a grain of salt. But I mean, just the fact that Bouchard had the confidence to put him on that top no, line for sure. speaks volumes. And then he did absolutely seize the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, he was at, he was flying around. And so. we know that Bouchard isn't scared to give his opinion. If I mean, I remember last year he, there was that that blowout because he felt like players weren't, weren't weren't playing hard and weren't taking it seriously. And he said that this year was night and day. Uh, it was a lot better. So you, you know he's going to give the chance to the guys that are there. To perform, but I mean, the one that I was most excited to see was definitely, definitely Suzuki. I mean, at least we got one game out of Paling last year. That was a very exciting game yeah. too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Suzuki, and you don't need to take my words for it because even Tim Timmons is said he's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger. So it looks like even after his amazing season last year, he really knocked it out of the park during the off season, trained hard, and he looks like he's ready to go. I mean, do you think he's making the team? Yeah, well, I mean, and apparently he's he's two hundred pounds, which is pretty crazy to me. He's only like five eleven, five ten, five eleven. So, uh, I mean, my my concern. I mean, I'm only five ten, five eleven. I'm way more than two hundred <laughs> pounds. Than <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, my concern coming into the season about Suzuki, I didn't think he was going to uh, to be with the Canadians because I figured he would have to bulk up. 
Yeah. Uh, that, that was my concern for him. Um, and, I mean, if he's 200 pounds now, <laughs> then obviously that's less of a concern right now. I mean, I didn't. he didn't really blow me away, though, over the weekend. So, I mean... You know, you would you I would have hoped to have seen a little bit more from him, but uh, definitely I mean he has the opportunity. But the thing is, he has great vision, and I feel like he's almost going to do better playing with better players. I mean, oh, he, he was playing with Paling, so it's fine. Yeah. But like, they, but I think I think he he'll transition quicker playing with, with 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 not just against top talent. Obviously, that adds a bit of a challenge there. But playing with good players, I mean, I'm really excited to see what what his camp looks like. Cause I remember last year going into camp. Didn't expect much from Kutkinyemi because I was like, okay, we just drafted him. Let's not have our expectations too high. He's still a kid. He's still skinny. Uh, Suzuki, who I was excited about, was like, okay, he's going into a second camp. He should be ready to go. He should. And then he kind of did. I remember barely noticing Suzuki last year. Obviously, Kutkinyemi kind of stole the spotlight, but I really want to see a good camp from him more than anyone else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's it is exciting to it's going to be really exciting to see what he can do. Because I mean, the the opportunity is there. Um, I think ultimately he will probably get sent down to the rocket. But I mean, he if he does show some flashes, I mean, especially on the right side as a right yeah. winger, there there's definitely the opportunity there if he can seize the opportunity. And I mean, worst case, he he goes down to to Laval yeah. for a bit. And I mean, for sure, he's going to play some games this year like it would be yeah, shocking would that, he, so. that, that he that he doesn't and, and and just to go back on the opportunity it's clear that the Canadians are ready to give the young players the opportunity I mean Exhibit A is Kakinyemi but also I mean there was rumors about uh, Pomainville coming on on a PTO uh, yeah, even Markov even wants to come back with the Canadians uh, they came out today Benjamin even Jeff Molson spoke about it at the golf tournament that they're not interested in bringing anyone in on a PTO they want to give the young kids a chance and as much as I, 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 I love Markov, I loved him when he was with Montreal, and I didn't really like how it ended with the Canadians, I'm very happy to hear that. I mean, that's the, the direction we need to be to be going uh, as a team. And, and there's spots open. There's spots open for, yeah. for, for players. I mean, you got to be able to beat these uh, these lower, like, if, if you can't beat guys like Matthew Pekka and Nate Thompson, and, and I mean, Nick Cousins is okay, but, you know, you know like... Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's, there's definitely spots, that, uh, spots to be won there. Uh, I'm not too surprised about Markov not getting a PTO. I mean, it would have been nice to see him kind of like Plex last year, hit hit 1,000 games with the Habs, yeah. but, I mean, it is what it is. There's not really a spot there for it, him. It doesn't sound like it ended on great terms. Yeah, I'm sure with, that didn't help either. With, exactly, and, like, the, the whole thing with the whole change to, to attitude, which which I always thought was all talk, but then we saw the results last year, even though they didn't make the playoffs. The, the obvious shift in, in attitude in a room was huge, and I think the last thing he wants to do is bring back a veteran that was there before he made this shift. So it, it, it makes sense to me that he, he that, that Bergevin, and even the same thing for, for Claude Julien, wouldn't want to make uh, make this change and bring it back. I mean, I wish him all the best. I hope he finds a, a space somewhere in the NHL. I'm, I'm, from what I hear, is a lot slower now, but in the right situation as a power play specialist, uh, he, he might thrive. But I'm, I'm not too sad to not see him. Pomeville, I thought there was a better... I, I, I'm i kind of surprised that they're not giving him a, a PTO. Because yeah. as soon as I heard the rumor, not that I wanted them to do it, but it's it's just such a Bergevin move. He does this every year. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think Pomeville could have been a guy that, that could have helped the Canadians. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what the young guys can do. But, I, I again, I do think that it could have been a good option to sign him to, to, to a PTO, see what he can do. If he can still, yeah. you know, run and like worst pace. case, if he gets outplayed by Suzuki, then okay, well, too bad. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I, I, I got to admit, I'm a little bit disappointed about that, but it will be exciting to see what the uh, what some of the kids can do this year. 
Uh, aside from that, from the from the prospect games, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Primo had okay, uh, okay outings and paling at this point. He, he he's he's clearly at it. I think he's of everyone. He's the most NHL ready. I mean, it's not just he had yeah. that that one game was obviously a fluke. I mean, yeah, yeah he's but, only going to score three goals every game. <laughs> but he's definitely. I mean, the only reason I could see him not start with the Canadians is if they want him to get more minutes playing on a top line in the AHL. But he, he the type of player he is, he could easily start the year on the fourth line. And oh yeah, we can end up starting the year with an amazing fourth line in Montreal. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, especially with with the size that Paling has. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, he's he's consistently showed it. I mean. Even here, he looked like a man among among boys, basically. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, especially with that size. But at the same time, yeah, he could very easily be the fourth line center here in Montreal. But is that the best thing for him? You know, he, he maybe. But I, I just think that the way the Canadians team is, it's very much a scoring by committee, right? It, it, it's not like a, a team that has a clear, this is a top line, this is a second line, third line, fourth line. We're a team that needs to be able to get offense off every line because we don't have that elite, elite, elite top talent. And, like, the days of having grinders and having, like, just, like, like a, a goon or whatever on the front, fourth line, those days are gone. Like, every line has to be able to do something when they're on the ice. Yeah, and no, that's true. Like I, I don't see if if he has a good camp. I see. I'd rather have him than Matthew Pekka there. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think Matthew Pekka is probably even out of the discussion. Yeah, exactly. To be honest, or I mean, then, then a Nate Thompson. Like, yeah, like Nate, Thompson, Nate Thompson, I would because to me Nate Thompson is a great guy to have as like the thirteenth forward. Yeah. Where he's in the press box, he he's a veteran, so I don't think he'll he'll be like too like. No. He, he, I think no. he understands. Yeah, he'll still get some playing time. Too, exactly, right? and later in the season when there's injuries or whatever, he's a great, he's still a great player to, to have there to, to kind of slot in. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what he what he does too for sure. But uh, it, it still goes back to Suzuki for me. I mean, there's Brooks too uh, that uh, is exciting, and there's definitely room on defense. Yeah, well, especially on the right side. Yeah. I mean, Brook wasn't great in the uh, well, especially against the Senators. He you know had a couple of costly turnovers. Um, so, I mean, not what you were hoping to see from him. Obviously, again, I mean, the showcase is the showcase. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's going to be – and now, and that comes to uh, well, one of the questions that we had here on Twitter from uh, from one of our listeners, Kevin Rogers, asking, does Juleson start on the as the third-pairing defenseman on the right side? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, first of all, how he comes back from the injury that he had last year. That's the big thing, right? Because who, who knows, like – He's very young, so we've never seen him come back from an injury. So who knows how he's going to react? If he's been working hard and ready to play, it's him and Foline are the two main guys. Because obviously Weber Petrie won too. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no debate there. But uh, that, that's actually a really good question. Like I don't know. Like it just depends how what he looks like in camp. Yeah, well, I think Foline. I mean, I don't think he's going to be in. You know, he's not going to be the regular third pairing guy. You know, he's going to be like the you know maybe play. He's more of a rough, rough sort of guy, so like he'll play probably more when they're playing, you know, bigger teams like the Flyers and stuff like that. But uh, I think it's going to come down to Juleson and obviously how both Josh Brook and Kale Fleury perform in the in the camp. Josh Brook, I'd be, I don't think Josh Brook starts no. a year in Montreal. I don't think there's, there's a good chance of that happening because I think what he needs to work on the most is the defensive side of his game. Yeah, and that's exactly the type of thing they're going to want Joy Bouchard to work with him on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think that's the best thing for him. I think you know a lot of fans have had, you know, have heard heard all this upside that Josh Brook has and expect him to jump into the lineup this year. 
Uh, well, I mean, maybe some at some point this year, but I don't think he's going to start off the year. No. If anyone's going to steal a spot, it's going to be my my boy Kale Fleury. Yeah, he always he always hyping up Kale Fleury. Yeah, he was very good with the, the Rocket last. He's one one of the few bright spots on the Rocket last year. Yeah, especially I mean, as the season went on, he he got better and better, took on more responsibility. Joel Bouchard loves him. Um, so it, it, it'll. I mean, I think he definitely has a shot to to beat out Juleson, especially if if he doesn't come back a hundred percent or at the same level that he was before the injury. Um, so it'll, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see there for sure on the right side of the D. So then, if you, so do you think Foline still starts the year in the NHL? Or are you saying? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, but I you think, think he's number roll. seven. Is what you're yeah, saying. exactly. Okay, I mean, okay. they're, they're probably going to roll with like eight defensemen. Um, you know they have guys. Well, on the on the left side, you're basically gonna have you're gonna have Mete, Sherratt, Kulak, Riley. And, right. Uh, well, I don't know Riley. Yeah. You never know if Riley makes the team or yeah. not. Like. Yeah, he looked good early last year. Then it kind of fell off, and it, it's clear it's clear that the coaching staff didn't weren't big fans of Mike Riley. Either. Are we forgetting someone on the left side? No, no, that's no, it. It's no, Weber. Uh, like the the defense, yeah, Weber, Petrie. Yeah, okay. uh, well, you're uh, Alsner. Uh, well, that's true. Do you, do you think Alsner cracks the lineup? <laughs> Probably not. There's Carl Alsner. Zavio Wadet too. I, I thought he wasn't. He was decent in Montreal, and then he played really well in Laval. And there was another prospect though that Canadians fans uh, tend to forget about is Gustav Olafson. Yeah, he missed most of last year, right? Because with yeah, he got hurt. Run. I think in the second game of the Laval Rocket season. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they had high hopes for him, and uh, but I think someone. That's the thing with uh, situations like that. Like especially a Gustav Olsson, you you'd think he, they're they're definitely gonna want to leave him in, in the AHL for a bit, but maybe it's the same thing for Jolson. Like 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 Jolson coming off that big injury, like do they really want to put him in the NHL? But he's already got some NHL experience yeah. Yeah. too. So uh, the, the, I mean, they'll both get opportunities to to show what they can do. But I mean, especially on the left side, we're pretty set right now with Mate, Sherratt, and and Kulak. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. That's 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 for sure. That's for sure the the the, the top three uh, on on the left side. And well, speaking of the defense. Uh, let's go to a, a, someone that we've talked about a lot on this podcast. We had very diff- different opinions <laughs> on whether or not the Canadians should sign him. Now, I, after the Canadians signed Ben Sherratt, I didn't think that this was going to happen regardless. Yeah. But uh, So Jake Gardner finally signed, like the by far the, the, the best remaining player unsigned, waited forever to sign. I mean, the speculation is that maybe he wanted to go back to Toronto, but it became obvious that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Very good contract for Carolina, if you ask me. Four years, which isn't too, too long. Only four point zero five million. Like people were talking about him, the, the speculation was that his contract was going to be a lot bigger than that. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. his back problems are, are, are fairly big. That yeah. that, that yeah, team. You got to figure that's what it is. Because if you just look at the numbers and everything else, a team would have been willing to give him more. Now the rumor is that the Canadians actually offered him uh, more uh, than that. Uh, well, more it was less. Years, yeah, so. three years. It was three years, a little bit more money. I mean, it's just a rumor, so uh, we don't know if that's exactly true. But we do know that they did offer him something uh, for sure. So it's probably something along those lines. But it sounds like Gardner just didn't want to play for Montreal because it's just a team that he grew to hate playing for the Leafs, and I kind of respect that honestly. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean you can you can kind of understand that. It's, yeah. uh, sort of the same thing with Josh Georges. Well, when the Canadians tried to trade Josh Georges to Toronto, yeah. and he refused. Exactly. And like we and like even though we could have had a return for Georges, we were all kind of like, yeah, 
fuck yeah, Josh. Yeah, yeah. fuck the Leafs. <laughs> so like, I, I get that totally. And he's been with with, with the Leafs for for so long. But I think. Like, if he stays healthy, I mean, this is a huge get for, for Carolina, who has a really good defense, actually. Yeah, they do. Well, they're, now there there's some rumors now that they're trying to trade Justin Falk to That's true. Anaheim I, I right did now. see that, yeah. Yeah, so they, they will have to move somebody, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it certainly looks like, he, I mean, the, the money is good. But, I mean, four years, I mean, there's the back concerns. If he can stay healthy, I mean, it's definitely Well, I think a that's deal. a bigger concern for a team like Carolina. Like, for me, the, yeah. the whole back thing didn't bother me in Montreal because who cares? He'll go on long-term IR, and Jeff Molson can pay, pay the bill. Like, I don't I don't give a crap. That doesn't yeah. make a difference to no, me. No, it's true. But the in Carolina, like, as we already talked about, like, with 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 the whole A-Hope situation, is that we know that they, they don't necessarily have an owner that wants to shell out all the cash. But mm-hmm. it, it is kind of funny, though, that a lot of the Cavs fans wanted Gardner, and then we did the whole <laughs> A-Hope thing, and then the, the Carolina ends up getting... Uh, yeah. Gardner two and Aho so and then the first game of the year is against Carolina. That's just, it's That's like all, all of a sudden Carolina <laughs> and Montreal have this whole like storyline uh, uh, <laughs> behind them. It's it's just kind of funny, honestly. Yeah, it's gonna be inter- interesting first game. That's for sure. But uh, well, I think uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the last episode right after Sherrod had signed. Basically, I think what happened is that he, you know, Bergevin offered Gardner a contract when Gardner turned it down or was hesitating. He turned around and offered the same deal to uh, to Sherratt. I mean, I think that's what happened. I mean, I, I don't think it was quite the same deal. I mean, Sherratt is making a, a little less. Yeah, um, well, yeah, maybe not the same money, but yeah, yeah but like I, deal. it would have been kind of redundant to add Garner after signing Sherratt. Yeah. Like, I would have preferred personally Garner than Sherratt. I mean, Sherratt might surprise me. Who knows? Yeah, so Sherratt was three years, three point five, so still very, very similar. A little less than a million difference from from what the rumors mm-hmm. uh, are. But um, but yeah, like once he signed, I mean, then you're just overloaded on the left side. I yeah, mean, I mean, you already had Matei and Kulak. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and Kulak, I mean, really, as a six pairing defenseman is great. Uh, Mete, we just hope he blossoms into a top uh, top defenseman next to, to Shea Weber. So let me just go with what they have right now. But man, at that price, I would have gladly taken taken a risk on Gardner. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the guy he he, he has to want to sign here too. Right? No, of course, of course. <laughs> and that's 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 always. Always the unfortunate, uh, unfortunate narrative, and hopefully though, because we now have the biggest cheerleader playing for the Montreal Canadiens for the city of Montreal and the Habs organization, and that's Max Domi. I mean, I'm sure every Habs fan has seen uh, the comments. Now we're a little late on this; it was a few weeks ago, uh, but where he basically described, he said Toronto can't hold a candle to Montreal. It's a whole different experience, and obviously the Domi family has has yeah. history in Toronto because yeah, it's high sure. Domi, right? And he just I forget exactly what the quote was along the lines of like people don't understand until you put the jersey on and step on the ice yep. it's a whole different experience I mean to be fair he's coming from Arizona <laughs> <laughs> but I mean man I, hopefully we can start having some like I, I like next year dummy call up all your buddies that you grew up playing with that are that are now free agents and get them to come sign in Montreal for once give Mitch Marner a call yeah give Mitch Marner a call <laughs> clearly he's not happy in Toronto but, yeah, I mean, you love to see that. I mean, it, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's great to have great players and that. I mean, Domi is obviously a great player. But guys that want to play here. Exactly. I mean, guys well, that embrace the city. and well, That's why when we talked about it last week, because there's rumors with uh, Liney maybe being on the block mm-hmm. and the name that gets thrown out there. And then this is 100% a rumor, like, not even a rumor. It's just, like, a speculation yeah. is that we'd have to move Max Domi for Liney. And even though, like, if you just look at it, I'm not saying Max Domi is better than Liney. But I don't want to trade Max Domi. And then Liney seems yeah. to have these 
these off the ice issues. He's like addicted to video games, and I play a lot of video <laughs> games. That's fine, but I don't let it affect. Well, I do let it affect my work, but 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 I don't get paid millions to play hockey, so it's different. <laughs> but you know, like I don't know, like I wouldn't want to lose Max Domi. We, we did the the Bergevin made all this effort to change the attitude and change the like like just how our team approaches the game. And you're going to move one of the best examples of that in Max Domi to yes. go get the opposite of that in Liney. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, it's, it's I would true. love to get Liney. I would yeah, still, I would still I mean, want him, but I don't want to lose Max Domi. Yeah, you can't say no to a, to a guy that's, it's what, like 21, 22 years yeah. old. He's already put up, I think, a 40-goal 40, 40 season. So, yeah, I mean, you can't turn that down. But, yeah, you don't, you certainly don't want to trade trade Domi either. No. So, I mean, you know, potentially if they if they could put together some sort of a package for him, you know, it'd definitely be pretty interesting. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. No, me neither. me neither. It's always fun to talk about. Like, yeah. Realistically, these things usually don't happen. You'd, you'd think that Winnipeg is eventually just to give him, uh, give him the money, the money he wants. Um, but yeah, but like, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to lose on any of our roster players. Almost, you know, well, like I mean, some lower level ones, but I mean, prospects that are coming up, maybe. But at the same time, just let the prospects show us what they yeah. got. Yeah, know? I mean, you know, potentially for the right. For the right deal, but um, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. And yeah. and, uh, and and now, I mean, we, we always talk about how we like we've had infinite cap space, but that's gonna start changing because now the, the 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 big signing that was talked about today is that they've already started talking about it, is Max Domi needs to be signed for for next year's RFA. I, I really hope, especially with what we did this off season, that he doesn't make it to the off season unsigned. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Carolina might try to steal him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I could almost. I I, mean, I would almost be surprised if they didn't uh, tender him an offer sheet. Uh, but uh, I don't think Benjamin is stupid, so he, I think he knows that. And they said today that they're they're already talking about it. So it's not one of those situations where the the player or oh, is exactly. like, no, I'm not talking about it during the season, which I always find so childish. Yeah, I mean, just get your agent to talk to him. Like, exactly. is it that big of a deal to negotiate your contract during the season? Oh, it's too much. Uh, Distraction, like oh come on, like just I don't yeah. know. I, I, I never uh, get that. That is kind of a stupid excuse, but yeah, I mean hopefully hopefully they can get it done. Hopefully, I mean Domi obviously had a great year last year. Hopefully he's we're not gonna overpay. Hopefully well, that, he can that, keep that, the production that's the going. Thing. That's the thing. Do you want to pay him, give him the money right away, or do you want to wait to see if he can at least do it a second year in a row? Yeah, I mean it depends on like. If you give him maybe like seven seven million for seven years, something like that, yeah. you know, maybe eight million. Be still it's still an RFA technically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't usually give huge paydays to, to RFAs, but it's just a reality of what the yeah. NHL is. No, exactly. Uh, uh, these, these days, but I, I think I think obviously he, he's probably not going to start the season with a like he's probably not going to resign before the start of the season. I think if he starts hot. Like he has a really strong yeah. October, November. Uh, we I could see him signing a, a very, very good contract. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could see see how he starts the season. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they're they're. I'm sure they're going to get it done. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, and and th- what I was happy to hear too is that the Belgian talked about. So so he obviously answered some questions about the AO offer sheet, and uh, he doubled down again, saying that he honestly thought that he had a good chance of getting AO from. From the information he got from Aho's agent, so it does seem like Aho's agent may have used him a little bit in a sense to get a good the contract he wanted for his player. Mm-hmm. But he he said he's spoken to many GMs and no GMs are like because there's this whole narrative that like oh now no GM will ever want to deal with him yeah. 
because he, he broke the code or some <laughs> bullshit like that. But it doesn't seem like... I mean, I don't think he's going to be doing too many trades with Carolina anytime soon. Probably not. But uh, but I, I don't think it's going to affect his ability to be, to be a GM for the Canadians. No, pro- no, I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, that's just sort of the reality of, of what it is right now. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, he obviously thought that, that it was gonna, that it was going to work. I mean, he didn't just do it for, for shits and giggles, yeah. that's for sure. Um, it was an exciting 24 hours, that's it was. for sure. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty exciting. <laughs> it gave us a lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, I mean, whatever, it, it is what it is, and, you know, moving forward, uh, we'll see what happens. All right, then, so just moving into camp then, just really just we, we got two weeks of camp to go. Uh, I mean, the three weeks because the camp's starting soon now, but then the first preseason game is not till uh, next Monday. I mean, what What is it? I know what I'm excited about. What is it you're excited, the most excited to see? Like, what are you hoping to see? Who are you hoping takes a step? You know, what's what are you thinking? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I think we already touched on it. You know, Juleson battling with Brooke and, uh, and more Flurry in my mind. Uh, obviously, I mean, Paling, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do. Yeah. Suzuki as well. Um, I mean, aside from that, um, well, I don't know. I mean, you didn't mention my obvious most exciting. What's that? And it's the newly thick boy, Kutkinyemi. Can you, well, yeah, Did you see how jacked he looks true. now? He does look fucking jacked, man. Yeah, okay. And like we last year, we're like we don't know if he can make the team because he's yeah. too lanky. Now he's and now he's like a whole different. And like just just with how he was last year, how he showed he's just someone that keeps improving nonstop throughout the year, throughout throughout camp, from the pros the first prospect game to the the to even just the first preseason game, he just kept improving, and now it's clear. That he dedicated himself to training during the offseason. You could, it's just it's I'm, just, I'm looking at a picture of him right now in a Mac Bergevin star style polo shirt, and it's clear <laughs> that he worked hard. He was on the same regimen as Bergevin and Timmons. Exactly, and like the thing is with with Kikiemi, as much as we loved him and, and loved the performance he gave, he's improving and all that. As far as the rookie class goes, like he wasn't even in the conversation for the caller. So it's it's not like he had some uh, like a monster monster uh, season uh, uh, as a rookie. So I think this year might be his true breakout. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I, I really don't think he's gonna have any sort of a sophomore slump. No, that's for no. sure. I, I I definitely think he improved from last year. Oh yeah. Oh, I think so. I mean, uh, definitely. I think the opportunity is there to put up at least sixty points. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if he can stay healthy, uh, yeah. I and mean, and I'm assuming jack. he's going to be put in more of a role, an offensive role this year. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Domi stays at center. I wouldn't be surprised to see Daniel be put down to where, to like more of a like really more of a shutdown role kind of guy. I mean, no matter what, we're going to be more like a three lines that, that kind of run equally. Yeah. But I I want to see Kutkiemi playing with some 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 proper, like I love Paul Byron, you know, but some of the. Yeah, like, you know, but like but an actual sure. like goal scorer, you know. Yeah, if you can maybe have him with Domi and uh, and Drouin, <laughs> that would that would be a pretty exciting line for sure. Uh, that's a pretty good first line well, right there. Kudkiemi's best goal last year, or the the one that comes to mind right away, is that one timer off a beautiful pass from 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 Drouin. Yeah. And I remember at the time that was like the only ten seconds of ice time together they had played together. Yeah, that's and, true. And like they he immediately. Like immediately, immediately they connected, and the point is someone else that's it's interesting to see because going into the season, is he gonna kind of get more consistency? Like yeah. maybe he just needs a line mate. Like yeah, well it's the same thing we talk about every season yeah. <laughs> since yeah. he's been in Montreal. But uh, yeah, I mean hopefully he's gonna be able to be consistent this time. You know this season. 
Um, and and yeah, I think I think man, if they if those three play together, definitely there's an opportunity. Well, to I don't win. know. Do you want to not start the year Daniel Gallagher and Tatar still together though? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then the second line, or well, one A, one B. The the other line, Cook and Yemi with Domi and Dugoin. Oh, with Domi and Dugoin. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's right. You didn't mention. It. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So then, who then? You Paling's playing third line center, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's probably how it would uh, how it would shake out, and then maybe but Nick Cousins on the fourth line. My my worry about that is, was part of Domi's breakout that he's more comfortable at center. Yeah. You know, do, do you want to move him away from there? Like, I know that's the, the obvious conversation because we know he's played on the wing, but Domi on the wing in Arizona was nothing special. No, that's true. You know, and I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he did, and he just constantly improved last season too. Even in the face-off circle, yeah. he, he really wasn't as bad as I would have. I mean, well, he was pretty good. I mean, the team so, overall was was pretty bad. Yeah. And the, and the face-offs are... I'd, I'd love to see Kakinyemi be a... That's something that will guarantee Paling gets a spot on the Canadians. Mm-hmm. If he can be consistent on the face-off circle, they won't have a choice but to have him there on the fourth line. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know how good he is at face-offs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like even if he was good in, 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 in the lower ranks and in, in junior and all that, or in college, I mean, it doesn't necessarily yeah, mean like no, come exactly. to the NHL is a whole different thing. So it's... Remains to be seen, but uh, he, he seems like the type of player that would be good on faceoffs. I don't know. That's kind of a ridiculous thing to say. That's a pretty stupid like, thing. To what say. is the type of player? That, but I don't know. There's just he just seems like he seems like a player that's going to be like not elite in anything, but complete. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That's that's been the whole the book on him the whole time. Yeah. I mean, ever since we drafted him, he's a complete guy. Can play you know the two hundred foot game. Can chip in with some offense. He's never going to be a guy that's going to score. Yeah, forty goals or whatever. No, he's he's gonna be the kind of guy that's gonna give you twenty twenty five goals a season. No, I think he's gonna score. Okay, what's eighty two times three? Be two hundred and forty six goals. Yeah, that, that, that's what he's gonna score. No wait, did he score three goals or four goals in the last? Three, game? three plus the shootout. Plus a shootout. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now he's ahead of Wayne Gretzky for goals and uh, <laughs> that's <true>. and points. <laughs> so. I, I mean. Low expectations, yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, know. I mean, uh, he's he's uh, that he's gonna have the opportunity to step in for sure. And I mean, worst case, I think Nick Cousins is a pretty good fourth line center. Anyway. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think Nick Cousins. Uh, but Nick Cousins, from 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 my understanding, is that he can play the wing or center. Yeah, yeah he you can know? do a little bit of all. I mean, he can chip in some offense too. Which yeah, is good. no, that was actually a, a great a great like fourth line depth. Oh, definitely. Uh, ac- for acquisition, million. yeah, for sure. Like yeah. Uh, over, like we obviously aren't huge fans of uh, of Matthew Pekka, uh, but let's not forget Jordan Wheel too on the fourth line. I mean, I think we're gonna have a really solid. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of uh, a lot yeah. of depth there for yeah, sure. Armia, yeah. Lekkanen, I mean, Dale Weiss probably in the yeah, Dale Weiss in in the AHL. It seems for pretty, sure. pretty fin- Yes, I don't I don't think there's room for Nate Thompson on this team. Actually, no, look at it. Yeah, yeah it's true. I mean. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. It's uh, I mean, well, he's he's going to have an opportunity to make the team, but it's it's definitely going to be an uphill. I mean, battle he's for him. by far the oldest forward we have. He's th- like him. He's thirty four. Weiss is thirty one, and then you have Paul Byron who's thirty nine. Paul Byron's going to be on the team for sure. Paul Byron's thirty, man. He's such a late bloomer. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe Nate Thompson's the kind of guy that gets moved at the deadline, or not at the deadline, but even like, you know, uh, right right before the. I could see him season. not making we'll the team and maybe getting picked up as, as a yeah or something yeah like that. it could be but yeah I don't know I, don't no, know. I think it's gonna depend it's gonna come down to how Paling performs of course basically. of course but even then like I think I'd like Cousins better as a fourth line yeah oh, yeah I'd rather Cousins yeah. I'd rather Wheels but and then so who we didn't talk about and who we thought was gonna be not even on the Habs roster at this point 
is Sean Ludon. Yeah, that's no. a little surprising. Yeah. And uh, well, they mentioned today that he's lost seventeen yeah. pounds. Apparently, he uh, he said that he's he feels as good as he's, as he's ever felt. So, I mean, this isn't the first time we've gone through <laughs> this, and we've heard these like yeah, you know, obviously. So it's it's. I thought last year was make or break for him. This year is definitely make or break. Yeah, I mean, well, like you said, I I don't think most people probably didn't even think he was going to be on the team at this point. Yeah, no, when he when he signed, I was so, surprised. I mean, I thought he yeah. Uh, I mean, move him or just let him go. We'll honestly. see. I mean, I guess he's going to get the opportunity to, to to play with the Canadians, but probably more than likely he's playing to as an audition for other teams during the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see if we can move him for something. If he goes through waivers, you definitely got to figure that he's going to be picked yeah, up. You'd, you'd think so. I mean, he 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 could probably help one one of the like lower oh, teams. Oh, yeah, you know, he's sure. still young enough that it's worth it to take a flyer on him, and he can do well uh, over there. But yeah. Yeah, a team like uh, for sure he could help a you know a team like the Red Wings or the Blue Jackets or something like that. And uh, he'd definitely be an upgrade on some of the guys they have there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what he can do in camp. I don't think he's going to be starting the the I don't think he's going to be with the Canadians after yeah. camp, but short of some like injuries or stuff like that. I don't see it happening either. So, I mean, but uh, no, it'll be exciting to see what he can do and, uh, and a, what does happen with him. There's still so much depth on this team though, like you take out Weiss, Pekka. Oh, like you said, yeah. even like on the fourth line, you got guys, you know, you got a basically a log jam there, guys like Armia, Thompson, uh, Wheel. Yeah, like if your fourth line's like... Cousins. Yeah, Cousins, Paling. Cousins, Paling, and Armia, you know, that's... Or Elekinen, that's amazing, you know. A lot of people slot Paul Byron on the fourth line because Paul Byron still, still... Doesn't get the love he deserves. No, no, it's true. Like yeah. I know he has some injury issues, and he yeah, so 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 that's not ideal. But when he's there, he's a freaking game changer. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, give for him sure. give him the love he de- on the third line. He's amazing, and I wouldn't want him any lower than that. But yeah, I like the the, the the really the question mark for me right now after we talked about it before. What I kind of want to go back to is is the Mac Max Domi situation. Can he be just as good on the wing because? I don't want Kotkaniemi playing basically a third-line role again all season. I want yeah. him to be put in offensive situations, yeah, no, uh, on the power play, and, 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 and all that type of stuff, you know? Yeah, well, I mean... It's a good know, problem to have. Well, for sure. You have I too mean, many centers. <laughs> the Montreal uh, Canadiens have too many centers, Dustin. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I've never... Don't don't think I've ever heard no, that no, before. No, 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 honestly, never. Even, even back in the <laughs> Koivu days, he was the only yeah. center we had. Yeah. Oh, and we signed guys bad. like, oh, yeah, Ribeiro, yeah, when he was, when, like... You know. yeah, and then we had guys like <laughs> Jeff Halpern and Yannick uh, Perrault. Oh, Yannick Perrault. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's going to come down to how Paling how Paling performs at camp if he if he does take take the spot. Um, I mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't make the team. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's. I don't think. I don't think he'll get he'll get cut. But the only way I could see if he doesn't make the team, I could see us. The episode after he gets cut, us being like, "What are they doing? <laughs> why? Why send him back to the AHL? He's obviously better than slot in, like any of the like yeah. bottom guys." And it's just like, just I, I just I'd be surprised. I mean, yes, it was just one game, but like, but it's not just that, you know. Like he, he looks like he's ready to play with men, basically. Yeah, oh, it'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see for sure. But I mean, even even if Kutkiemi does start the uh, the season as the third line center. I mean, there's. It's really going to be like one A, one B, one C. Well, I, I agree with you there. But my point with that is more that who he gets to play with. Yeah. Like I, I don't want him playing with Armia 
and Lekkonen all year. I think Lekkonen and Byron wouldn't be too bad. That I think I'm pretty sure they did. Wouldn't some, be ideal. I but... think I'm pretty sure they did some of that last year, and it's just both of them. I, I feel like Byron only scores on like breakaways, yeah, shorthanded like, breakaways, or like or like just a random breakaway to like they just he manages to to get the puck loose and just outskates everyone, and he's not necessarily like a finisher. Lekkonen, yes. obviously, not a finisher. I mean, he's another guy like, and at this point, if he doesn't turn it around, I mean, it was rough last year. Well, I mean, offensively, yeah. But, I mean, I think he can bounce back. He scored, yeah. uh, I think, in his rookie season or his second season, he scored 18 goals. Oh, it was his rookie season, 18 goals. Then 12 goals to his second year. And then last year, 11 goals. But he scored, I remember, the first goal of the season for the Canadians. Yeah. And I remember being very excited about that. Like, All right. All Monkey right. off his back goals. on the first game. Yeah, basically, you know, he's gonna <laughs> fucking get thirty goals on on Kukinemi's wing. It's gonna be amazing. And then he went like months without scoring. It was yeah. crazy. No, that's true. I mean, he 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 definitely does seem to be snake bitten, especially last season. But I mean, he does provide solid defense. That's true. That's true. So I don't mind having him. It's just frustrating because it's a why aren't you scoring more? Like he gets opportunities. Yeah. He has a good shot. It just it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, he's he's a perfect third lines. Uh, winger. Yeah, they're like yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you'd like to see him score some more goals, and I, I definitely think he can put up 15, 20 this season. So that's why I think maybe eventually you split up Daniel Gallagher and Tatar, like which is maybe crazy to say because they spent all year last year together and they were amazing. But you know, if Daniel really, if if it really becomes a thing where Kutkinemi has more offense to offer than Danu, <laughs> yeah, and you want to keep Domi at center, then you want to put Gallagher. Because Gallagher, you want him in a position where he can score goals. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's reliable in the defensive zone, too, but he's got to be... Mm-hmm. So that's something I might like to see, cut came in with Gallagher. Just a guy that just go nose to the net and, like, he's going to get those those garbage goals. He's always going to work hard. He's, I mean, yeah. he's obviously obviously great with the kids. He's already taken Cole, Cole Caulfield under his wing yeah. in some sort of short guy <laughs> kind of, like, camaraderie. Like, he seems genuinely excited that there's someone that's shorter than him that's going to join the team. <laughs> well, I mean, they seem to have the same personality, too. Like, yeah. even, uh, I think it was Bergevin, or it might have been Timmons, it, it, it mentioned it, too, in an interview where, you know, they're obviously both small, <laughs> always both ha- happy to be there, always smiling. Yeah. Uh, you know, the attitude that, you know, the, the hockey's the, the top priority in their lives. Of so. everything, every good thing I've heard from Cole Caulfield, you telling me that he is the same personality type as Brendan Gallagher might be the best yeah. one. Yeah, that's definitely something you want to hear for sure. I mean, there, there's nothing, and I know other teams hate him, but oh my God, is he amazing to have on your team. That, that's why I remember last year we were, we were talking about, because the captain hadn't been named yet, and I mean, yeah. Shea Weber is obviously... The main leader for the Canadians, but and Gallagher's a captain for the Canadians in my heart. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Caulfield, at least at this point, definitely doesn't have the same feistiness or anything. No, like yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah. And but he has, he seems to have more pure goal scoring. Oh, well, yeah, for sure, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, he scored seventy-two goals last year. So. <laughs> I mean, that's something else I'm excited for for this year. Even though he's obviously not at camp, and he's he, but like. There's people saying that he might break some rec- some collegiate records and all that, you know. And yeah, well, he, there were some preseason games where he already did really well and all yeah, that. So, I mean, he's, well, coming into his first season here, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he's the best goal scorer of all time, Dustin. Okay, that's what you don't understand. I watched some YouTube clips of him. Okay, so I know how good he is. Maybe you didn't watch some YouTube clips as I did. <laughs> Maybe not. I guess. But not. I am very excited about but, Cole. No, nah, definitely super excited. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, I think he could definitely tear it up. It, it, like I mean, we're going backwards into because we already talked about Caulfield, obviously, but it really was the best case scenario because we. St- I mean, ideally, we would have made the playoffs, but 
usually when it's, you're in the worst position, you barely miss the playoffs, you don't get a great pick, and then you're like, okay, we're gonna get this thing, eh, whatever guy that might make it and all that, and then we end up with a great talent like Cole Caulfield. Like, thank you, every other team. No, I know, seriously, well, yeah. and it's like. Even at that spot, there was like three guys. Yeah, that, exactly. That was, that but he seems like the type of talent that someone could have drafted him at seven or eight, and people would have yeah. been like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, well, a lot of fine. people had him at seven or eight, yeah. so yeah, it was definitely definitely surprising. And yeah, like you said, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in at Wisconsin this year. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a camp for sure. I mean, there's a lot of spots to be uh, to to be won. There's a lot of people fighting, or a lot of players fighting for those last couple of spots on the third, fourth line. Um, I think well, and we didn't talk about in nets, but I think in nets we're pretty we're yeah, pretty set there with uh, obviously Carey Price, Keith Kincaid, who I think is going to be a really huge improvement for the Canadians no, over definitely. Niemi. And and that was we we definitely lost some games because of uh, the the backup situation. So so what this means though to to move into the the giveaway we teased that well we said what the giveaway was, but to move into <laughs> what the giveaway is. There is the reasons to be excited for the camp because of there's so many people fighting for spots. But what that means, a lot of those players aren't going to make the team, which means the Rocket this year are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, definitely. I mean, they could have, start uh, the year with Suzuki. I don't, I don't think so, but maybe Paling, hmm. Brooke, and I mean, like, I mean, Kale Flurry might still be there too. I mean, they're going to have a really good team. I mean, Caden Primo is going to be in. Caden Primo is going to be there too, right? I mean, I don't know if he's going to start right away. But, I mean, there's plenty of reasons. If you're a Habs fan, there's plenty of reasons to go see the Rocket, and I truly believe it's going to be a better season than last year. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think yeah, they can certainly make the playoffs this year. I mean, they, ha- they do have quite a few good teams in their division, though, um, that have improved as well, which is uh, you know one of, the th- one of the things that I talked with uh, Anthony Marcotte with during our interview that the, the sound, unfortunately, <laughs> wasn't the greatest. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be a really exciting year. Definitely, if you guys haven't had the chance already to see the Rocket, uh, there is the, the their uh, their two preseason games are free to go see. So on the 28th and the 29th of September, um, and uh, and yeah, you guys should definitely try to win. Are you the, gonna tell uh, people? What the, well, yeah, I guess we you can. didn't you didn't explain at the beginning what the giveaway was. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so again, we're giving away I a. The details pair. are gonna be on Twitter, obviously, also. But yeah, so uh, so we're gonna give away a pair of tickets to the home opener. Uh, that's against the Belleville Senators. And uh, what we want you guys to do uh, in order to participate, send us a DM on Twitter with how you're listening to the podcast, how you listen to uh, to the Habs Forum podcast. So if you're listening to it on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Podbean, uh, whatever, Stitcher, whatever, whatever we might. Uh, whichever, we just want to know. This is our lazy way of getting stats on, uh, <laughs> on what provider you use. And we're just going to do like a random draw, uh, basically. And, uh, and yeah, like if, if you're lucky, you'll win the tickets, and we'll obviously respond with a DM. And but I think even if you don't win, it's worth it. Go go to Rockets game if you're a, ha- a fan of the Canadians, can't afford to go see the Habs because they're so fucking overpriced. The tickets, it's even worse this year. It just keeps yeah. getting worse. I mean, you go see a Rockets game. Tickets are cheap. You're guaranteed to have a good view. You're basically in the lower bowl wherever you're sitting compared yeah. to the Canadians. And the food and the beer is not that expensive either. Oh, exactly. It, no, it's really honestly, good time. I mean, uh, the, the times that we've been last season. I probably had more fun at the Rocket game than I did at the Canadians game. <laughs> I find when I go to a Canadians game, as much as I love the Habs, when I buy tickets to go see a Habs game and spend a lot of money, I feel almost stressed because I want it to be a good game so bad because yep. <laughs> I spent so much money, I, I I feel on it. And like now, my TV's like 60 inches. I mean, it looks better on there than in real life anyway. That's true. But like, like last year, I mean, I mean, 
don't tell Lily, my girlfriend, this, but I mean, she got me tickets for my birthday to go see PK Subban and the Nashville, which was I was excited to go see the game. And I still had a good time, but if fans of the podcast remember, they lost two nothing. Two or three, nothing, and it n- nothing happened. Nothing happened during the whole game except some player, some people booed PK Subban and some people cheered for him. But as far as a hockey game, it was the most boring game I've ever been to in my life. So yeah. it's always a risk. But uh, the Rocket, worst case, just have a few more beer and you'll beers and you'll be fine. There you go. The beer's a lot cheaper. The tickets are a lot cheaper. You can get some for seventeen bucks. I mean, and and with the ro- with the rosters going to be this year. Worst case, even if they're getting blown out, whatever, just focus on one player. Focus on Suzuki. Focus on yeah. on on Brook. You know, and and you really get to to learn how these young players play and and what their potential might be. I don't know. It's a good time. That's yeah, gonna be exciting. So, guys, send us those DMs of where you're listening, or on what site you're listening to, or whatever platform you're listening to it, and uh, we'll announce the winner on uh, next week's podcast. Uh, we'll be doing on uh, well, basically this season we want to do it every week consistently on Mondays. So, uh, so stay tuned. We're gonna have a new episode at each and every Monday for the rest of the season. We well, we're we're gonna we're giving us ourselves a little bit of flexibility. We might record on Sunday night. Or on Monday night, but like at the end of the day, the latest it'll be out will be Monday night, maybe sometimes Monday in the morning. But we want to get you a an episode out early in the week, and so we can basically just recap the whole week and and uh, get you started with uh, some good Habs content. Start off the week uh, strong Monday morning with or Monday night, I guess too with uh, with the Habs forum, and uh, so we'll have an episode for you right uh, right when the Habs are starting their preseason schedule next week against the Devils. All right, hockey's back.